0: Mm. Hello. Welcome to Threading, subscribe to T. I'm Having Pistachio. This is the newsletter and podcast where I explore all of the things keeping and collecting me to make sure I don't fray at the seams. This includes, but is not limited to, black feminism, love studies, the thought of having children one day. I have here an essay that needs no introduction. This is the next part of my revolutionary healer series entitled Revolution Then is a faith-based practice. It's a letter I wrote to my daughter. We start first with the card I drew this morning for this very essay from my deck, Grandma Baby's Black and Gold, Lenormand Deck and Guidebook. Here is the tower, key 19, speaking of revolution, the six of spades, the element of air. From the guidebook, it says, they told us that our anger was uncooperative. They said our tears were indulgent. They tried to deny the utility of a clenched fist, a blessed root, a song, a prayer, and they were right. Because a fever is only productive for the host, not the virus, and we are not the virus, baby. At every chance, they will deny the utility of our tools. To bear this quietly, to go softly into death is to dishonor ourselves and those we have inherited these tools from, who we have inherited these tools for tools designed to resist physical and spiritual destruction at every turn, to conjure a way forward out of no way. We must take care not to be limited in our idea of what a tool is or can be. And we owe it to ourselves to survive this moment. To at last experience what we've been promised. We owe it to ourselves. To call down the spirits who riot and burn away barriers to our safety and our dignity. And as we stand at the confluence of many generations past and, God willing, just as many or more forward. Our ancestor work has begun. So look around. What are our tools? Dear future daughter, 40 days of fasting has come and gone and yet here I am still up before dawn. I have here in the newsletter a screenshot of a tweet from ancient Indian. The genocide of Palestinians is changing something inside me. I don't know what is. I don't have the words for it. It's probably just sorrow welling up, but it's changing me. I don't think I was under any illusions, yet I'll never look at so many things the same way again. Sleep passes over me like the ghost of death, so I suppose I am blessed per the original etymology of the world. I am still a baby child, radicalized by my mother teaching me to pray, coming to greet you in the middle of the night. If there's ever a time I feel the belly of this world, it is this time of night, night, everything cold and easily terrified while we collectively wait for the sun to rise or pray to sleep through the transition at least. There is nothing here for me except cascading silence and balled-up prayers, so I address them to you, the one who pushes my feet forward. If there's anything I wish to grant you, it's your grandfather's teeth and your grandmother's ability to pluck from the ether that which she could not see with her hands or eyes. I direct my gaze to the horizon. The sun has set to rise. You move me with such beautiful dance, despair, desolation, indulgence for the sake of escapism, coo at me. They're so lucrative, my love, so seductive. I would dissolve my focus and succumb in a heartbeat, less if it was not for you, beating on the outside of my chest. All this dark breeds amnesia. Suffering makes me forget. In my forgetfulness, I have become a woman. That's a word to Zora Neale Hurston. I have a few things that I need you to hold on to for me. Here's the thesis. Revolution, then, is a faith-based practice. We ruminate on, we pray for, we call forth a world past what we can see. It is with the utmost faith that a kinder world, one, exists in the first place, and two, actively roots and blooms. Let's talk about the Haitian revolution. From Boakaymen, the cornerstone of a revolution built on Congo ethics. I've taken this following passage from a brilliant piece written by this year. Let's start with understanding what Vodou is. Hailing from West Africa, particularly Dahomey, the phone word voodoo voodoo, has been defined to mean everything from a sacred dance to the ancestors to fierce or impassioned believer of the most divine. I further define Haitian voodoo as an eco-theological philosophy whose ethical principles are the scaffolding of the traditions of liberation theology we as African descendants hold so dearly. In this presentation, the word lao, is a reference to the spiritual forces that guide the teachings of the traditions. The Laos have distinct personalities that both reflect the paths to the bondye, the good God, and are the her and his tendrils in our lives. Vodou is the philosophical foundation of our global African community, holding each of us responsible to one another in a covenant that binds all of our lives to the lives of those who came before us and the vitality of those who are yet to be. Vodou teaches that balance and justice are anchors of upholding community life within chief community builders being women. Legend has it that in the night of the north of Haiti, the Supreme Mambo Aswogé Cécile Fatima shared the Ason, the instrument of authority in Haitian Vodou, with the Maroon leader and hougan male priest Dutty Bokman, who we don't know when he was born, but he passed away in 1791. Bokman was an enslaved African in Jamaica who was later deported to St. Dominicum, Haiti. Fatimun was a high priestess whose title translates as the determiner of life and death, keeper of medicinal packets, the one who has mastered the power of word and become possessed by the spirit of Izula Danto. In the course of ceremony, a pig was sacrificed as a blood pact was made the blood of a black pig was shared among the participants with an oath to kill all the whites on the island. According to the researcher Margaret Laurent, the Kikongo call of August 14, 1791 was, in English, supreme healer, master of breath, protect and deliver us from the treacherous gangs. Protect and deliver us from hoarding strangers. Protect and deliver from wicked ways. Protect us. But the prayer known best from that night is, Good Lord, who had made the sun shine above us, that riseth from the sea, who maketh the storm to soar, and governeth the thunders. The Lord is hidden in the heavens, and there he watcheth over us. The Lord seeth what the whites have done. Their God commandeth crimes, art giveth blessings unto us. The good Lord, Bonnier, hath ordained vengeance. He will give strength to our arms and courage to our hearts. He shall sustain us. Cast down the image of the God of Blanc, the whites, because he maketh the tears to flow from our eye. Hearken unto liberty that speaketh now in all your hearts. The full text from this amazing article is linked both in the show notes and in the newsletter. Haiti faces yet another occupation from the United Nations so-called peacekeepers. I say my prayers for them this night morning. I consider their victory our victory, and I consider it inevitable. Dawn is coming and darkness only lasts momentarily. I, today, root myself in times where I felt cynically about prayer. Particularly as a teenager, when I truly began to feel the wickedness of the world, I wonder how old you are as you read this. Maybe you're familiar with that sort of despair that bites on the soft parts of your cheeks and knocks the insides of your skull. There was a point in time where I stopped praying. I stopped journaling. I stopped writing to you and to everyone, as it's hard to hold a pen and study when you're decidedly and professionally not sober. An excerpt from my manifesto, Dear Internet Friends I'm Burning Alive. I, Like you, like all of us. I spent the last two years swallowing coals of grief and desperately trying to keep composure. I shuffle forward with class and school and traffic and grocery shopping and pretend like the death does not hurt. It burns the back of my throat and I smoke to stay calm. It burns in my eye sockets and I have a glass of wine with breakfast. I've spent the last two years trying feverishly to medicate, to numb myself, to calm down and I'm out. I'm out. I don't want to be numb to the grief that kills me anymore. Written February 11th, 2023. Today is December 7th of that same year. Every significant... Revolt for freedom that I personally am privy to solidified itself in divine intent and protection. Everything from Nat Turner's miraculous rebellion to Haitians' victorious independence brigades to Harriet Tubman's freeing of an entire plantation with not one lost, all had leaderships and people that set and fixed their eyes on what they could not see, on faith that propelled their hands, on roots that speak the language of conjure to crop up away out of no way and set hope is contagious. Here in the newsletter I have listed from 1494 to 1888, rebellions upon rebellions, uprisings upon uprisings of formerly enslaved peoples working to free themselves to enjoy the freedoms that I have now and the work still is not done. By the time I came to prayer again, there was a pantheon before me where a single divine entity had been. I remembered you, my future daughter, from when I was almost 14, writing to you in my first real journal, certain you would one day read my purple ink, unaware that this was prayer in and of itself doubt and death reframe my seedlings my cynicism made my mind stretch to reach what I could not feel at first both personally and publicly the more I meditate on liberation the more I realize how many folks could hear me prayer teaches me alignment with freedom is always synonymous with my highest good I'm gonna run that back prayer teaches me that alignment with freedom is always always synonymous with my highest good which means regardless of my circumstance or my distrust towards paternalistic almighty liberation in and of itself is divine. Liberation in and of itself is a divinity and the pursuit of the divine is religion. Now In the dark of almost dawn, I ask to be kept by you. You who I cannot see, but you who I know is there. Hope is a crucial part of the garden I tend to. She blooms. Undeterred by salted soil and smoking asphalt. Weeping seeds from the grief, spreading her teeny petals everywhere. Blooming like children do. I feel you watering my heart's desires. A world for you covered in clovers and columbines, where you view growing old as an obvious and pleasant inevitability, where everyone knows columbines as the beautiful wildflower they are, instead of as a tragedy. I commit myself to hope because of you, and how in love I am with you. Here are my early conclusions. In world making, I engage in the religion of liberation. In practicing world making, I engage in the religion of liberation. Freedom is the only kind of universal goodness that I can think of. Not just freedom to exist without exploitation, but freedom to commune and build with unfettered commitment to sustainability. The freedom to belong to yourself and your people's tapestries and be soft, sovereign, Be laid to rest while still being alive, the freedom to have power that does not cost anyone else anything. So then, If revolution is a seed, if revolution is a faith-based practice, if it is a discipline to believe in and not just believe, but one to feed into, one which requires you to fix your feet and walk towards a world that you cannot yet see, if revolution is a seed grown by my sustained attention and action, then I am diligent in my prayer. In private and in public, head bent to my breast, you will see who I am devoted to. Revolution, then, is a faith-based practice we ruminate on, we pray for, we call forth a world past what it is that we can see. It is with the utmost faith that a kinder world, one, not only exists, but two, actively roots and blooms that a new world is actively on the way. Every day the sun rises and I have not slept. (laughs) I am going insane, I mutter. And you respond to me from outside of my own chest. Yes, you are. I can tell you that the more I think of you, the more I pray to you, The more I promise to see you tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, the more I am convinced that this is not the world I will hand you. I want to gift you, my children, my children's children's children, every possible iteration of daughter, with a world that looks like you do, soft and constantly becoming and kind And one that doesn't need or want to shy away from its soft kindnesses past sincerity. I want cashmere. Physically soft to the touch. I wish to leave a world that's physically soft to the touch like you. Like children are. And like I want the freedom to be, that's what I want. I wanna give you a world that looks like you. And when you say, how, how did this happen? How was this possible? I want to tell them how much we worked and prayed and sowed the ground with all these little blooming bits of faith in what we could not touch for a world where we had what we wanted. Sovereignty and ripe fruit for everyone, always. I didn't know all this was not just possible but actively on the way until I started praying to you. Freedom is the only way I imagine the sunrise these days. I have lost the ability to settle for less. I'll read to you what I put in my journal this morning when you woke me up at a quarter to three as if you are already a fetus kicking my spleen. It is the middle of the night and that means nothing. I do not sleep. When I dream, I see my world that I leave behind like a half-asleep baby, praying I can sneak away for a moment's rest. I blink, and a new people have managed to find their way to their death. There's nothing after this. A new world is coming like the dawn. I am up with labor pains. I feel spasms in my back. I pace back and forth in my kitchen, smoking to manage the pain, convincing myself to eat snacks, wondering if the revolution is coming this time or if it's just Braxton Hicks. One of my elders spoke a daughter over me this year, the daughter I've been writing to since I was 14. Dear future daughter, I love you such that I do not sleep. Love. Ismat This essay has been brought to you by my undying love and support from my community I'd like to highlight a little Juju Bay podcast Juju Grant Creator of A Little Juju Podcast is one of my favorite teachers alive at the moment. She engages in the crucial work of archiving Black radical spiritual traditions through the use of storytelling, cultural analysis, and documenting her own journeys on her show. She amazes and she inspires me. She actively radicalizes me. This is a whole priestess who steps down to grant us keys to liberation. Our gratefulness should compel us to act, and I am so serious about that. Please, please. If you learn anything from me, thank my teachers. She is someone directly responsible for the spiritual radicalization I have had the pleasure of experiencing the past two to three years. Black spirituality is my lifeline, clearly, and it needs our sustained communal support. Please, if you can spare it, donate a dollar. I have donated several, and I will again tonight. There is nothing like the work that Juju does, nothing else like it, she is crucial. At the beginning of this essay, I quoted Zora Neale Hurston. This is from Their Eyes Were Watching God. Now, women forget all these things that they don't want to remember and remember everything they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth. Then they act and do things accordingly. Zora Neale Hurston, one of our greatest thinkers, died in poverty. She died penniless. She was a phenomenal ethnographer and a spiritual tower who laid in an unmarked grave until Alice Walker found her and named her. I speak abundance over our current waymarkers, over our current cultural keepers, over our storytellers. I want to see this fundraiser overflow. It's about five thousand dollars from being done, and I would like it to have five or ten thousand more than it needs, even more than that, please. Links to donate are linked in the show notes as well as in the newsletter. And you can donate via Cash App, Venmo, or PayPal as well. All are available in her link tree, also linked. I do not take sponsorships, at all. No one pays for my opinion, so that I have the freedom to shine lights on my kinfolk who need support in the community work they do, just like I do. I am so grateful for your support. You all enable me to buy groceries on a regular basis. I would not be doing this without your support. I want to spread this love. I would love nothing more than to see this fundraiser with more than what she needs. Much love to you all. Thank you for reading and for listening. This essay sincerely felt like a labor. It's been gnawing at me for weeks. If you need a little more context to Oshun and her heart for revolution, check the beginning of the essay or podcast. Revolutionary Love Costs You Something. I hope the work of your day passes through your hands with ease, or simpler said, peace.